Okay, hi, this is Elliot Fishman. Hopefully we're live. And this is our third Thursday quiz. It's that third Thursday. And I think I have 11 cases for you. These were cases that I quizzed my uh, faculty on the other day. Some of them that we went through, and I thought I would share them with you. So let's get started. This is a case of an incidental finding, and you see an axial image, and you see cinematic rendering in a coronal view. You see roughly what looks like a soft tissue mass. It's solid, not very vascular. Here it is again on several cinematic rendered views. Um, and you can see it pretty nicely. You can see it also very nicely on these coronal views. A really nice presentation. So what are we thinking about it? Could it be a polyp, just a simple polyp? Well, that's unlikely because um, you know, it's also extraluminal. Is it an adenocarcinoma? It's usually infiltrating. Then lymphoma can be bulky. But things that go both intraluminal and exophytic is typically thinking about gastric gist tumors. That is going to be the most likely and is, in fact, the diagnosis. So just a great example of that. Okay, another case, weight loss. You see a mass in the mesentery and some dilated small bowel approximately on a study done with positive contrast. There are also small nodes in the left periodic region. When you look at the bowel a little bit more carefully and a little bit further down, there's an infiltrated bowel loop here. If you only look at that bowel loop, you could say, well, could be carcinoma, could be lymphoma, could be metastasis. You see it again very nicely on the coronal view. However, when you see the mesenteric mass and you see the bowel, I typically don't think about adenocarcinoma. METS is still a possibility. It's not going to be inflammatory in all likelihood. It's going to be some sort of tumor. And with the mass in the mesentery, five centimeter infiltration, periodic nodes, here's that mesenteric mass again. The most likely diagnosis is going to be and is mesenteric mass, so-called sandwich sign, and the small bowel infiltration. Okay, another case. Mass calcified coming off the stomach exophytic. Whenever I see a mass off the stomach exophytic, I think about a lyomyoma. They commonly will calcify. This is like totally calcified. Um, just tumors are typically what the pathologists call things these days. They really call, rarely call things lyomyomas. Exophytic lesion densely calcified, it's a just tumor. These calcified ones are usually benign, a really nice example. Okay, another case, rule out pancreatic mass. When you look hard by the head of the pancreas, there is a mildly vascular lesion. SMA, SMV, there's the mass. It's a little bit subtle, I will admit. On the coronal view, it's a little bit easier to see. It's round and well-defined. You can see it very nicely here again. And then when you go to the volume views with MIP and volume rendering, there's the mass. So now I have a mass that's enhancing in the pancreas. Could be metastatic disease like metastatic renal cell, but the kidneys were fine. There was no other history. You gotta be thinking about a neuroendocrine tumor. Yes, neuroendocrine tumors are usually more vascular, but they don't need to be. You can see it here on the Nuke study the really bright uptake, very classic for a neuroendocrine tumor, uh, really nicely, also well shown on the cinematic rendering here. 
and here. This is a neuroendocrine tumor. Nice example, cinematic, nice example of PET, a really good diagnosis. Okay, another patient, abdominal pain. When you look quickly, there's something in the stomach, in the antrum, and there's also a node or a mass here near the SMV, that's SMV, SMA, but it's outside of the bowel. We look a little bit closer, you can see the one mass in the stomach, and then the second mass outside of bowel. It's vascular, particularly well seen on the volume rendered views. So you've got to be thinking of a neuroendocrine tumor. You can think of a gastrinoma based on location, but a neuroendocrine tumor with a node would be a great possibility. What else could it be? You're not going to say a uh, ectopic pancreas because it would not explain the extra gastric process. It's not a carcinoma. It's not a gist tumor. Here it is on the dotatate scan, really hot on the PET. And here on the PET scan, you see the lesion, the nodes, and the mass in the stomach. This was, by the way, an accessory spleen. So the best diagnosis, hot uptake, multiple masses, gastric carcinoid tumor with adenopathy in the perigastric region, a really nice case. Incidental finding, anterior metastinum, lots of issue. Thymoma, more solid. Thymocarcinoma, really solid. It looks like fatty infiltration. You can just say fatty infiltration of the thymus. That's a possibility. This was a bit older patient. It has some mass effect. And when you're thinking about thymic infiltration, you also got to consider a thymic lipoma, which this was a thymo thymolipoma. Thymolipoma. Again, can look just like infiltration of the normal thymus by fat, thymolipoma, benign, leave alone lesion. Chest pain and shortness of breath. Look at that mass in the patient's left atrium. That's not a filling defect, that's flow related. Differential atrial myxoma versus thrombus. Doesn't change much on the washout. Nicely shown there as well. Not the number one location for a myxoma, usually the more toward the uh, connection between the right and left atrium. Thyme, uh, the uh, myxomas can have calcification, they can be vascular. Look how large it is. I thought it is that it could be a big thrombus. This was removed and was a myxoma. Sometimes myxomas and, and thrombus are hard to distinguish. Here's another one, same thing, myxoma versus thrombus. Well, it's in the right atrium. Most myxomas are in the left atrium, like the prior case. And in this example, you see there's a stent in the SVC, which tracks right down to the mass. And yes, it still could be theoretically a myxoma, but the more likely and the better diagnosis is going to be a thrombus related to that patient's central line. Beautiful example of thrombus in the right atrium due to central line. Chest pain, infiltration right side of the heart, involvement of the right atrium, involvement of the left atrium, involvement of the right ventricle. You could think of angiosarcoma, you could think of lymphoma, you could think of metastasis. Pretty extensive on the right side of the heart. When you went into the abdomen, there's a mass in the right lower quadrant. And that mass, if you look at it alone, you can think of carcinoma, but you also think about lymphoma. So now I have a cardiac mass and I have a bowel mass. 
I'm going with the diagnosis of B-cell lymphoma, which this indeed was. But again, if I only showed you the cardiac, angiosarcomas love the right side of the heart, particularly the right atrium, and they could be really infiltrative. Back pain, large presacral mass, infiltration of the sacrum, the foramen are filled in. You can think about a neurogenic tumor like a sarcoma. Anything in the region of the sacrum, I gotta be thinking about a chordoma. You could think about recurrent rectal cancer. You could think about metastasis from other tumors, but a large soft tissue mass with infiltration, destruction. You can see it very nicely on the sagittal views again with volume rendering. A great visualization for a chordoma. Again, you have a full differential METS. You have neurogenic type tumors, particularly sarcomas, but always think about and that's it. Those are, I think, 11 cases. I hope you enjoyed the cases. I hope you have a great day. It's the middle of the month. I know there are farewell dinners for residents, for fellows. I hope you get to say goodbye to everybody. Some people you're happy to say goodbye to. Some people not happy.